This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. So last week it was Backstreet Boys. I hope you're prepared for NSYNC today because I have done my research, sir. I also just realized I'm glad we don't have video. I look homeless. When I don't shave, it is not a great look. I'm so confused. Are we recording right now? That was the intro. You, you I'm never just gonna tell you right now, this show, it's going to be me. So I'm How, excited about look. it. You see what How I did there? The, well, I'm going to go ahead and say bye. Bye. Take bye. any notions you had that you <laughs> thought you knew about the show and say bye, bye, bye to them. So, You're tearing up my heart. You didn't even tell. Listen, there's no strings attached here. I'm just telling you what's going to. This is Sports Cards Nonsense Thursday edition. That was the show. Uh, we're going to talk some soccer with a guy from Ireland. Jesse's background just collapsed. Just leave it. You look fine. Jesse's background just collapsed. Looks so good. Jason Flynn from Soccer Cards United is back. Going to do a little old school, new school uh, NFL quarterback, especially talking about my boy Mac. I'm buying in, by the way. I did not think I would say that. I'm on the Mac train. Yes, so. you knew as soon as there was any kind of sway one way or the other you were in. I knew I knew you would be. You had to have known. I just was thinking of Mac. I want you back. So that's what I thought to myself. <laughs> Uh, we got a couple of the just quick hit stories. Ben Simmons, Wanda Franco. Um, definitely, like I said, some talk, soccer talk with Jason. And we'll break down a couple other players at the end. And mailbag. We can just jump right to mailbag if you want. Just skip everything just and just go straight to mailbag. Just, I mean, I'm ready for that three-day weekend, baby. Uh, by the way, everybody. This I promise you, it's going to be a great three-day weekend. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Your wife is obsessed with NSYNC, so I feel like you're going to be head and shoulders above. Yeah. I mean, um, some things just pop in your life, you know, could be dirty is, pop, could be clean pop. We don't know. I so. don't care for the fact that so many people gave you all the credit for the Backstreet Boys line when I'm the one who came in with Backstreet Boys to begin with. I sang back, it just it upset I sang. me. You're, you're along for the ride. So I just I just fire it up. Back. Let's go. Two minutes of banter. Let's go. Big picture. This is a Jesse dominated segment. He did all the research here. Uh, as everyone knows, Mac Jones was named the starter because they cut Cameron uh, Edward Newton from the team. Yes, they did. Mac Jones has done all right for himself in the resale market. He is now number two solely behind Trevor Lawrence. Do you think it's warranted? I, I'm just curious your thoughts because I the know price before. Spike? No, no, no. Not the, let's before we go to the price spike on, on sure, Mac. Sure. Do you think it was warranted that he uh, that Cam was let go? In place of for Matt. Yeah, I mean, I, here's the deal. You're never going to find out anything from the Patriots, right? Ever. They, they don't talk about these things. You're never going to hear it. 
Um, however, I mean, it's clear that Belichick liked him, liked him better. I mean, they, they cut the guy and they're moving on. I, clearly, they see something. Now, I will say I talked to Giardi and uh, another buddy of mine who works the NFL Network, and both of them were surprised. They, were, they would not have been shocked if Mac was named starter. They were both surprised that Cam got cut total. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, dude. I don't, you know. Okay, I, I digress. I was just curious because I know before we had talked about it, you were a little bit, you were confident in Matt and Cam's uh, abilities, or at least that you thought he was going to be starting. So I was high on Cam for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's, but we we know the future. Yeah, I think the team is much improved from last year. They signed John Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar. You know, I still like Damian Harris. Offensively, they have much, many, much more, many more weapons than last year. Much more many. Take heated of. <laughs> um, so I think they're going to be a lot better than last year anyways. Um, so Jesse's going to give some actual data. I bought my first Mac Jones card about an hour ago. Oh, what'd you get? His certified, it's a two or three color patch auto. I think it's numbered to 299 I paid 465 which is right in line with like Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, they're all in the four to five fifty range, depending on patch. Trevor Lawrence is closer to seven eight hundred. Um, here's the interesting thing for me with Mac. I'm kind of viewing it as a four week window. They play at home against the Dolphins, at the Jets, at home against the Saints, and then week four. So I I honestly think you could go two and one, three and zero oh there, and then week four you've got the Brady buildup. Brady returns to, to Foxborough. I think the Bucks are going to blow them out of the water, but if he, I just think there's a crazy scenario here. This is almost one of my long shots. I don't normally mess around with stuff like this. Oh, I love a long shot. This is my long shot's perfect case scenario. Mac plays well. They're 3-0. and There's all this ridiculous, you know, look at this young guy. Bill brought him up just like Brady. He's you know rookie season playing great. Mm-hmm. Brady was second year. but And now Tom's coming to town, but we get all this crazy buildup. Prices go absolutely insane. My goal is to sell this right before the game. So Friday, Saturday-ish, week four, okay. before they play the Bucks. In this scenario, at the end of the game, do Brady and Matt come out on field, shake hands, Belichick comes over, puts a hand on both of them, and he's like, you're the past Brady, and he's like, you're the future Matt, and then they, you know, it's just like did a Did you call him joining. Matt again, or did you say Matt? I said Matt. I said Matt. Okay, you got it right. Okay, that's good. No, no. Just um, curious. There's if a you, lot of If spe- you played it out. Yeah, I mean, I'd be... I honestly think Bill might do his thing where he just doesn't even say anything to Brady. Bill's kind of a turd at times, so I could see either one. I hope he comes out, though, and, like, is actually kind of, you know, I mean, he owes a lot to Bill, and Bill owes a lot to Tom. They don't do it without him, so, um, you know, if, if that happens, then that's when I'll stop loving him. See, it's tough to work stop. all these, <laughs> tough to work all these things in, so you never know. Anyways, all um, right. but yeah, I'm in on the Mac Jones train. I think I got a good deal on that. I don't know that I'm going to buy a whole lot more. I kind of want to take a swing with one. So I'm going to roll with that card and see what happens. Well, I promise you that as I looked up these Mac Jones cards. This I promise you. As I looked up these Mac Jones cards, there were a number of variations. Maybe you can even explain some of this uh, for some of the people because I was getting confused. So I I was like, all right, well, let's compare something, you know, since the, uh, the news to something before. And I looked up his 2021. He's got this thing called a wild card. It's a matte black, but there's like, so it looks like there's so many variations. Like there's so many, like it's like out of five or out What's of the 50. I'm, I'm sorry. What's um, the brand? The brand is wild card. Is, is that not a familiar? I have no idea. I mean, wild card it's, it's, they're going for like 500 bucks. So I just assumed that these cards were pretty hot. 
the only other one that we can do is like like the four patch auto or something but i figured this one would be somewhat relevant since it's the what seems to be selling the most on ebay i am woefully unprepared for this question let me look at this thing okay oh wild card is the oh this is from leaf right is this the leaf product is it leaf um i don't let's see maybe they just brought back the wild card product like they did in the early 90s um yeah i'll be honest with you i wouldn't spend money on on wild card made by really leaf. No, I don't okay. like the startup. I mean, not that that's a total startup brand, but I don't like brands like that. Like, I, I like to stick to the. Okay. Well, then. Yeah, I'm looking at the card now. It's a nice card. It's an on-card auto. Um, yeah, I'm sticking to certified elements, gold standard. I, I would stick to the pro, to the Panini branded stuff. I think that's going to have the most staying power. Um, okay. Well, for example, this certified card that I bought was like 300 last week. Now mm-hmm. it's up to four, 450 to 550, depending on patch noticeable jump wow so i like mac jones i'm i shouldn't say i like him i am optimistic cautiously optimistic not going to spend a ton of money i thought that would be good you know but you you would say you like him more for his investment value as opposed to a player okay i am not by any means like rooting for the guy now i mean i'm rooting for him because he's a patriot but um you know with tom i just always feel like i want you back that's how I feel about Tom. I'll we go can't, all we I, cannot base our decisions only on in-sync lyrics. Here's a tough They're thing. They're way this too te- positive. This text from Bill just starts with a... Uh, I don't know how oh you spell that, but that's the first word. That's, um, that's the future. Yes, I'm more from an investment. Like I said, in my, in my head, the perfect scenario is hot start, team's playing well, hype around the Brady game. Boom, I'm selling then. You want to hold okay. long term, though. If you're telling me in 10 years, this kid's like a legit top 10 type guy, Fantastic. But if you're high on him, there is not going to be a better time to buy, I don't think. Um, I'm not trying to overly pump him. I bought one. I'm going to sell him then. Like that's If he gets hurt in the meantime, I'll dump it. If he looks excellent before that, I'll sell it for higher. But I will keep you posted. I just wanted this documented. So and, and just so we actually did eventually throw out some numbers, here's just some. Uh, so Andy had put together a little post on our Instagram, but he had pointed out that the Mac Jones triple patch auto out of 49 Back on the 21st, this thing was selling for a thousand. As of August 31st, it was selling for three thousand. Yeah, it hit so, the buy it now three grand. Kind of, and it, it seems, yeah, for all of his other autos that I've been looking at, it looks about the same. It's looking right around triple. Now, granted, over the last day or so, it looks like it has come down just slightly, but not sure. not a lot. So, yeah, but Tuesday, just something to think of. Uh, was it Tuesday this happened? Tuesday evening, there was some crazy high buy announce. Oh, so, yeah. Yep, prices have come down. All right, so I like him for one of our new guys. You're supposed to mute yourself. When you I cough. did, and I, I accidentally remuted. All so right, you, so you didn't <laughs> stop um, it, Kyler I Murray. I can't wait. Hey, I, I wonder if you get this one. I can't wait till your cough is gone. <laughs> you remember that song? Gone. What I about all about the people one. who don't know what we're talking about? Who and cares? Isn't, that's who fair. listens to the show who's not heard of In Sync? <laughs> what is wrong with people? My wife is going to be so happy when she hears this. Hannah, this episode's for you. Early anniversary present. Okay, <laughs> the other young guy I want to talk about. We've talked about the 2020, 2021 all the time. One guy we have not talked about a lot, Kyler Murray. Yeah. I am high on Kyler. I like DeAndre Hopkins. I like Rondell Moore, Larry Fitzgerald. I think they have a very good offense. I don't think the West is like unbelievable. I think the Rams and the Seahawks are good, but I, I think if Kyler plays well, I like his upside. And I have not bought any Kyler stuff yet. I, don't, uh, I have two PSA 10 select rookies. I do like 150 bucks. Nothing crazy. PSA 10 select rookies. Those are okay. Yeah, they're doing about 160 yeah, right now. That's right. I think I'm into them for like 130 each. Um, 
What are you seeing for him price-wise, though? I'm curious what your thoughts are looking at the numbers, what his upside might be. Uh, he is on a slight uptick. I'd be curious to see if this continues because he's definitely, I mean, this is similar to a lot of guys that we've talked about. The Over the last month or so, we've seen kind of like a bottoming out and a little bit of an upward trajectory. It's the same with Kyler. He hasn't okay. had a huge spike, but he is slightly up right now um, over the last week or so. He was down like around the 130s. And as of right now, he's about 165 for That's this is, select. Yeah. 2019 select. And we're looking at the PSA 10. What's the pop on that? Uh, about eleven hundred. Oh, not terrible. Give me the yeah. prism real quick, too, on that one. So prism, we're looking at a little higher valuation. 2019 Four? again. 300, uh, 350 right in the middle. Okay. Pop. This is 2300. So yeah, prism, everybody grades. Okay. Yeah. Um, what kind of high were, were, were we at with that? Uh, an actual high back in September of last year reached 1100. Like really? Yeah. Okay. Again, when the, a lot of the markets spiked. So I'm not saying, I just think Kyler's a guy. He had a, an underwhelming season with them missing the playoffs late in the year, too. Kind of got eliminated. I, I like Kyler. I think, though, like based on these numbers, it doesn't look like he's getting like a lot of love as far as valuation goes. I Because I'm looking at this and I'm comparing it to the select. And granted, it looks like we're like in a bottoming out. However, it doesn't mean like if he came back and he just wasn't on his game, I think you could see this go down some more. I don't think there's enough hobby love out there to sustain a nice bump in price if he doesn't. So play we're well. only buying. Only buying Kyler if you're high on his on-field game, which I agree with, actually. I don't think he's a guy who's going to create enough hype. He hasn't already, hasn't yet, really. So yeah. I agree. You're buying him if you think the team's going to play well. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, give me his contenders real quick, too. I asked you to look up the contenders. So, again, this is all 2019 uh, Panini Contenders 9510 Auto. Yeah, so this Price, is... pop, all-time high. Um, so this is a PSA nine, uh, auto. I know you said nine, five, but this is a nine. It's going for a thousand dollars, uh, as of a couple days ago. Yeah. PSA is tough though. PSA doesn't grade the auto. I mean, a PSA nine with a clean auto is going to go way more than a, a let me, let me put a nine, five. Let me see if I can get anything. Not PSA, by the way, you. Yes. No BGS. Yeah. They don't do. I know that they don't do have. (laughs) I'm done with Um, titles. I was going to come up with one. I don't have any more song titles. I'm so sorry for you. Uh, Oh, actually, well, this is back on August 8th, so it's not. uh, Let's see. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit longer ago, but it sold for $1,600. That makes sense. I said 15. So 1,600. Yeah. Again, you put that in comparison to the other young studs right now. I mean, Lamar's selling much higher than that. Josh Allen. I just think he might have a very good season. So if you want to be, if you want to go, you know, a little high end on him, I like the contenders. That's a flagship rookie auto. I like select and prism if you want to stay to that. And I also really like the play for anything non-base, even if it's inserts that don't sell as high as base, non-base PSA 10s because of how low the pop is on some of those. I like Kyla though in general. I, w- I actually, I need to pick up a few more. I just went some cheap stuff. I just haven't had time to really get into it. So those were our two new guys, T- two old guys. Courtesy of Jesse Rhodes Gibson, by the way. Uh, there were very few things, the uh, uh, football that I watched back in the day because yep. we didn't have but, our own team. But, but my mom's from uh, Texas. I grew uh-huh. up watching the Dallas Cowboys and Emmett Smith. Don't need a family story here. Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman. There's a re- people are going to want to know why is he watching Dallas Cowboys? Because Tina is from <laughs> Dallas. 
don't say her name. Yeah. Is that a thing? No, she doesn't care. She's not even listening. She's fine. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Interesting. My mother doesn't. The only. So my my mother-in-law listens, but neither yes. one of our moms listen. Does your but mother-in-law? Our dads, our dads listen. And your mother-in-law listens. Yeah, that's true. Pam Costa really and weird. Lily. There you go. Why do, our, why do our moms hate us? That's weird. I mean, I, it makes sense on... Well, never mind. I don't, you know what? I don't want to you know examine your relationship. going down a, down a no. rabbit hole. Emmett Smith. 1990 yep. score is the card we're looking at. Score PSA supplemental. 10. Score supplemental. Yes, it is. What does that mean? Is there a difference? Just, it was just a subset. Yeah, just a subset okay. of normal score. Uh, most would agree his most notorious, his most famous rookie. Um, I'm curious. We haven't talked about Emmett a lot, period. I think we did something when we first started the show on this card. I, yes. But that was in the middle did. of the spike. Where's So same thing. Give me. Uh, interesting. Ahead, interesting with this card. So we're looking at about 750 with the pop count. Back in uh, February, this card went huge. Right. Like 1,500? Like, no, like 5,000. Like almost oh, wow. 5,200. Okay. Yeah, like insane. And it, there was like. It wasn't that wasn't like an outlier. There was a Multiple few like sales. in the 4900s. Yeah. So it was it was doing pretty hot. Um, now, granted, it fell like just about everything. Uh, it fell all the way down to like a thousand dollars. That looks to be about the low point a couple months ago. Where is it at now? Twelve. It is as of right now back up. It's been trending back up recently and it's in the sixteen hundred dollar range. So still a third or less of its all time peak. Population under 800. Again, we talk about pop at some of the stuff because I'm assuming if you're buying this card, you like Emmett. You know, Jesse grew up watching Emmett. This is a card you're putting away for a long period of time. It's not yes. bad. Population under 800. I don't mind. Do you have the PSA 9 stats for guys who may want the card but not want to drop 16 hundo? That means 100. Oh, oh okay. Uh, this is the card I'd probably be looking at myself. So PSA 9, there's quite a higher pop. It's about 4,400. Um, is it cheap though? 150. Man, you're good. 155. Yeah. Uh, Jason's in the waiting room. Two minutes, Ronick. We'll get to him. He's Irish. Tell him to be patient. Um, <laughs> I like that car. I guess even that. I don't mind that for for a long term hold. Last one. Let's hit and then let's bring to Jason. Joe Willie Namath. Broadway Joe. Broadway Joe is what they call him. The 1965 Tops card 122. We're now, looking hang at- on. Quick interjection. It's the tall boy. Like Luel Cinder, it's the oversized card. That's why the populations on high grades are very, very low because it was not really a great place to store these before. They got folded up. They got beat to crap. And Joe Namath is not a top 10 quarterback either. But the mystique around him, the hype, people just loved him. His market, the low population, it's a very iconic, you could almost argue the most iconic football card, which is weird because he is nowhere near the best football player. So I don't I don't I don't know if there's a PSA 10, but uh, Card Ladder only has it up to a PSA 9. Just I know we're not talking about this. I'm just curious. Do you have any idea what this card's value? Seventy five thousand. Uh, last sold was two hundred and sixty four thousand. Granted, I'm not surprised that That's was crazy. like a couple years ago. Uh, so, so give me like a PSA four. So PSA four. And it is interesting of all of the different grades on here, because we have like essentially everything from one to nine PSA uh, six. There's the highest pop count around 300. PSA four. Crazy low, by the way. That's the same amount of PSA 10 Jordans. Yeah. Um, so PSA four, 250. You're looking at $3,300. As opposed to a PSA six being what? PSA six is at. Uh, so last sold was August 16th. 
for 7,500. But it's really Ooh. interesting. Cardlighter has, so they put out, you know, that new feature where it's like what Cardlighter values it at. They're valuing this at closer to like 11.5. That's what I would think. Three to three and a half times what a four is. Yeah. So that valuation is interesting. Okay. So, so you could get a PSA four. So last one real quick. PSA three. Willie Namath's one of these guys we've left off our vintage. That's why I'm curious. Just to give people an idea. Like what's a PSA three? So I think that's where there's some some weird stuff going on with this pricing right now because we said the PSA four sold on August 21st for 3300. The PSA mm-hmm. three sold August 5th for 2100. Oh, oh, actually, okay. you know what? That's not that. That makes that's sense. actually closer. I was looking at the so they again they these are all undervalued according to card letter. They're putting I this at like 3200, and that's one of those cards that's come down and it's just hard to find. I mean. But again, just because it kind of tied in with our vintage, I think it's interesting. I like Emmett long term. Me and you remember Emmett for guys older than us, a generation older, or even guys our age. You know, if you're looking for the all kind of the all time greats ish, because I don't think he is, he's right in the mix. So, anyways, I have there a you go. Joe couple, Namath card. Couple old, couple new. Let's let there Jason in here. Let's get yeah. let's get right to this. Soccer time. What time is it? I always forget over there. Uh, tool time. That's not a real time, is it? No, I'm pretty sure. Tim Allen wouldn't lie to us. I have two questions we have to start with. No. Two important be, questions. They're instant questions. Don't worry about what they are. They're instant. Jason. Jason. Hi, guys. We don't have a lot of time. We got to get right into it today. What time <laughs> is it over there? <laughs> we don't have a lot of time. Tell us the time. Ronick, mute Jesse. 25, 6 in the evening. Oh, okay. Evening. I thought you were going to say in the morning. Okay. So we're right in your wheelhouse. Next, how many sync songs can you name off the top of your head? No, I'm, I'm not that old. Not that old? Oh, what did I just want? Hey, hey, in the words of Justin, bye, bye, bye. He's gone. Oh, my. <laughs> Not an insane. How about the back? Last week was the Backstreet Boys. More of a Backstreet fan? Um, I know uh, the one Backstreet's back. All right. All right, buddy. All right. They all, sure they are. All right. Uh, how are things in Ireland? Things are good. Uh, COVID restrictions are lifting. We have a oh. proportionate of the population vaccinated. We're, we're getting back to a bit of normalcy. Well, there you go. Wow. Um, Brag about it. Man, too young for NSYNC. This is insane. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really know what we talk about. Now. I don't know if I want a co-host who doesn't remember NSYNC. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that. Jesse, you may have scaved off execution. <laughs> All right. Big news in soccer. This, yep. I believe we agreed to call it soccer last time you were on. Is that right? Okay. Thank, thank you. Because I am not going back. All right. Mbappe, oh, hang on here. Let me get this right. Messi went to Manchester United? No. Run. One of them did. Ronaldo? Ronaldo, yes. Yes. Okay. You had let's two go. players and two teams, and we have to link them correctly. Okay. So let's go. Ronaldo, who some would argue is the all-time great. Some would say Messi. You're a Messi fan. That's fine. Ronaldo goes to Manchester City. Manchester United. How is this? Manchester United. I said Manchester City this twice. This is brutal. How, how would you, how is this affecting his market, perception over him overall, long-term? What, what are your thoughts on the move? Yeah, so Cristiano Ronaldo was at Juventus. He was in Italy. He was unhappy. And um, Messi moves to PSG. And there's talk that Mbappe is going to leave PSG. And not to be outdone, Ronaldo kind of says, hang on a minute, why is all this attention on everybody else? I'm still the best in the world. I want to make a big move. And his uh, agent, who is kind of a super agent in soccer, uh, George Mendes, he baits uh, Manchester City into being interested in Cristiano Ronaldo. The rumors start to fly out that they're interested in Cristiano Ronaldo. And the Manchester United, their cross-city rivals, 
their uh, their fan base flies into a into a horror. They're just like, oh my god, we cannot let City sign Ronaldo. He used to play for us. He's the best in the world. We have to bring him home to Manchester United. So uh, the Manchester United powers that be uh, quickly agree a deal, and they bring Ronaldo back to Old Trafford uh, for. A reasonably small fee of 15 million, although it's not that small for a 36 year old, I suppose. Um, and interestingly, Ronaldo is just last night against Ireland, sadly, he broke the world record for the most international goals, the most goals in international football scored uh, in men's soccer ever. There is a higher record for women's soccer by a recent Olympic gold medalist Christine Sinclair, but that's not important here at this moment. So, Ronaldo, greatest of all time in certain uh, aspects. And they bring him back to Manchester United. The fans go crazy. Everybody's going crazy. Um, and I'll give you this little analogy. So uh, Manchester United is owned by the Glazer family, who you may know from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, okay. They, yeah, so those same people, the Glazer family, they own the Buccaneers and they also own Manchester United. And uh, this is not dissimilar uh, to bringing uh, Tom Brady to the uh, Buccaneers. Oh, He's that good. Thomas mm. Edward Brady. Interesting. The only okay. difference there is some people would argue Ronaldo's not the not the best of all time. Anybody with a brain would not argue Tom Brady is not the best of all time. Oh yes, uh, and okay. and um, I can't really sure. see him having that much of an impact as, as as Tom Brady did. But in terms of just the magnitude of the move, and uh, it's almost like you know it's not hard for the for the ownership of Man United to look and say, is this a good move? It's like, well, we're kind of worked with Brady a similar thing. Let's just do that and see if it works in soccer. Jason, have you already been following card prices for him? Like, do you did you see like if there was a huge bump or anything like that? Um, I actually got it from the same place you guys got it initially, which was Card Ladder. Yeah, buddy. Um, where I saw the 2014 Prism had about a 20% bump. The cards, I'll tell you the cards I, I expect to, although I don't have any numbers in front of me, I expect to really do well out of this are his Manchester United quote-unquote rookies. So he has cards from 2002 with Sporting Lisbon, but then the very next year he went to Manchester United as a 19-year-old. Okay. Um, and so he has a 2003 upper deck uh, card with very low pops. In menu, um, in a menu In Manchester uniform. United kit in, in like 18 years ago. And now he's back. So if you want to, which Man United wanted to do, you can kind of do a bit of revisionist history on it and you can say, oh, he started his career at Man United He's finishing his career at Man United. Um, so look at this. And I think those card prices are going to go up. Okay. Jesse, can you find those by chance? No, I cannot. Thank you. Check eBay. Check 130 points. There's <laughs> got to be somewhere. Because uh, I am curious what that one does. Um, Manchester United, for those of us who don't know. I mean, I've heard of them, so I know they must be a big name. Yeah. I mean, like in the States right now, the Bucks or the, you know, or the Celtics, the Lakers, you know, the, these all-time organizations. Is Man yeah. U like that level in the soccer world? Absolutely. Yeah, they okay. are. I mean, like, well, commercially, they're the biggest club in the world. They're like their commercial operation is, is huge. You go to any anywhere in the world and walk around any major city or even rural towns all over the world. You will see people in Manchester United jerseys. They're a huge global brand. Apart from maybe uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid, they would be, you know, the top recognizable team in the world. And um, they haven't won anything much. Uh, they've won a couple of smaller smaller major trophies, minor major trophies, we'll call them, uh, in the last 10 years or so. Um, but they're still trying to get back to their former glory. And this is kind of a, a big move by them to say, we're back at the top table. This guy's a champion. He's a born winner. He scored 20 goals a season for the last 15 years in a row. 
He's going to bring us goals. He's going to bring us a winning mentality. And we're going to get back to where we belong, where our fans think we belong. And quite frankly, where the media and the kind of wider footballing community thinks of Man United as belonging, which is at the top of the top of the table, top of the tree. Interesting. Okay. I, I knew they had to be big if I knew the name. Yeah. Now, now you said, which card was it specifically that you had said, Jason? Because I'm finding a 2003 upper deck. That's what he main, said. Manchester yeah. United. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, I'm curious yeah, like what that card. Yeah, I'm curious what that card sells for. Right now, for a PSA ten, uh, it was sold a couple days ago for sixty nine hundred. Yeah, that's low. That's way too low. I think personally. Really? Okay. Greatest of all time. You feel like that should be much higher. I'm than curious, that. like what the pop con or something well, like, like that is. So, so to compare another one of his cards, like the two thousand. The, so there's a maybe you can tell us the difference here, Jason, because I found there's a two thousand three Panini uh, sports. Uh, that's considered like the rookie, according to Card Ladder. In its PSA ten, it's showing like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. That's the one in the in the green striped. Uh, is it green? It looks like black and white stripe, but maybe it's dark green and white stripe. But yeah, yeah, uh, for Sporting Lisbon. So that's a sticker. So that's much hard. Uh, it's a sticker or, oh, okay. or um, Mega Cracks. Is what it yeah. Says. So there's a sticker uh, which is Panini Football, which and then there's Panini Mega Cracks, which are like kind of cards but not like full they're not on like full premium stock they're incredibly hard to grade okay and and so those are like the true rookies but then in the same like calendar year he moved so the next season but the same year he moved from portugal to england and Uh, so some people would consider the manchester united first manchester united card to be a rookie of sorts um and i think given the romanticism around yeah absolutely anything at united surely those cards, which are like months, released months after the true rookies and are like orders of magnitude cheaper, surely they shoot up in PSA 10 at least. I think they do, and don't call me Shirley. Another joke that's a little too old for <laughs> oh, you. It's okay. No, I get it. Airplane. I get <laughs> hey, it. Whoa. airplane references, but not in sync. What is happening yeah. in the world? I have, questions. <laughs> I have questions about the school system in Ireland. You don't know in sync. <laughs> I am, I'm telling you. All right. So so let me ask you this then. Bigger news, because I want to get into the next little fella uh, next Messi, I have no idea where he went then. I don't have any idea in the world now. Oh, yes, I yes. do. Real, Real Madrid? No, no, he went to PSG. Paris, PSG. wasn't it? There we go. I'm on yeah. it. I'm on it. Okay. Bigger impact, in your opinion, on field and in the card oh, market? It's very difficult, but I don't think in the card market, no, I don't think so. Because like Manchester United, as I said, is like one of the biggest brands in global soccer, one of the biggest brands in global sports. Sure. PSG, uh, Paris Saint-Germain, as much as they would like to think of themselves as one of those brands, uh, I mean, like they have kits made by uh, Jordan, uh, but as much as they think of themselves as a global brand, they're nowhere near that in terms of fan base, in terms of following, in terms of prestige. They've never won a European Cup or a Champions League. Um and you got to like um, that story of the guy going back 18 years later. That's pretty exactly. cool. There is no, there is nothing romantic about Messi's move to PSG because what happened with Messi was he wanted to stay at Barcelona. That's his home. That's his club. And Barcelona messed up their finances and are in so many billions of dollars of debt. Uh, I think it might be $1.2 billion of debt, something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, that they just couldn't register him. They couldn't register a salary. It would have taken them like 200% over the salary limit for the league. So they had to get rid of him. And so he left. He was crying. He was sobbing in a, at his press conference where he said he had to leave. He said, I never wanted to leave, but I've been forced to do this. And he went to the club with unlimited money, which is PSG, who are owned by the sovereign wealth fund of the Gulf state of Qatar, um, which is a small. Yeah. So they're basically like a, a, a their whole club is a PR stunt for Qatari, uh, the Qatari royal family. And so um, 
He went there, the highest bidder, can pay him as much as he wants. And their goal is to win the Champions League. And his goal is to, um, I suppose, lead them to it. Uh, he's linking up with Neymar, who he played with at Barcelona. The last time Messi won the Champions League, he was playing in a front three with Neymar. Um, so I think in terms of car prices, because there's no real romantic story, the only way Messi's car prices, I think, go up from the PSG move is if he wins the Champions League, because then that's a very clear, very clear, you know, like distinction of, well, they couldn't win it without him. They could win it with him. So he's legitimized an entire club. He's shown that he can drag any team. Now, bear in mind, the whole, the whole team's full of superstars, right. but you know how the media will swing this will be. This was just a ragtag bunch of misfits, and then this guy comes in. Um, meanwhile, they're all probably the highest paid players in their position anywhere in the world. Is Mbappe leaving? Is that a done deal? No, he wanted to leave. And this will give you an idea of, of, of the kind of money PSG has. Um, Real Madrid offered um, 170 million euros. So I guess that's probably around... $200 million, something like that, as a transfer fee to PSG. Uh, PSG said no. I don't remember our signing bonus. I don't think it was that high. <laughs> Close. <laughs> really? Close, but not that high. I'm going to look at the books. Holy smokes. And then they came back and they offered them $180 million. And finally, they offered them, I believe, a €220 million Euro transfer fee, which would have been like insane. Nearly twice the world record, I think. And um, Wow. Would have been a world record transfer fee, and PSG didn't even reply, so they didn't even turn it down. They just left them on red. Oh uh, my! Left them on scene. And so hang on. So transfer fee that goes to the team, not the player. Yeah. That goes to the, and then the, the agents fee. So someone the offers them signing two twenty. Two twenty. They don't even blink. Yeah, they just signed Messi on a huge contract. They have everybody on huge contracts. And they don't even blink. They just say we don't care because it's not. But you about said the money. PSG is backed by Qatar, and they don't need the money. No, unlimited money. Clearly, and we've yeah. never really had a team. We've had very wealthy teams before. We have Real Madrid, for instance, who have spent you know loads and loads. All the Premier League teams are huge, but mostly off the back of commercial deals. Like Manchester United is a huge commercial entity. They're publicly traded. They can raise money. You know, Chelsea is is backed by Roman Abramovich, who's a Russian oligarch. But you know, they do have good business. They sell players. They buy players. PSG are literally using oil money from the ground. You know, like their 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 money is is coming from the ground, and they can just buy anybody they want. And kind of like the Joker in the Dark Knight when he burns that big pile of money, uh, and he says, "Not about the money; it's about sending a message." That's what. And do you remember wants. Jack Nicholas as the Joker? <laughs> Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholas. Is that before Jack your time? Also, do you no, remember so Jack? Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. what right. the right. I like Batman. Jason, right. I need to know: Are you? I know you're very knowledgeable about soccer. Are you that much more knowledgeable, or does everybody like? who's into soccer know all of these things that are going on. Cause I just feel like I'm so confused as far as like, there's so many levels of detail. Like it's this guy's part of this family and this club. And like, there's all these things going on and I'm not really sure. Like, okay, can I just watch a game and say, yes, all right, this guy's doing really well. I want to buy his card. And because he did well in this game, his card price is going to go up or it's going to go down depending on performance. Like, do I need to know all the extenuating? No. Uh, okay. All right. So no, these are just if real. You, if you listen to, if you listen to uh, my podcast, what uh, was the name Cards of that United, podcast? Yeah, plug that podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> it's called Soccer Cards United, and uh, my co-host Enzo 
little um, energy there wouldn't kill you, pal. Wow. It's called Soccer Cards United, and you can find it wherever you get podcasts. Perfect. Uh, especially on Spotify. Uh, especially on Spotify, of course. Uh, so, and Spotify, by the way, send me an email. I, I'd like an exclusive deal. But yeah. anyway, um, my host Enzo is always like, can you not go into, you know, reams and reams of detail on every topic we bring up? And I say, no. All our, all our episodes are very long but no, you can just watch any game the difference between soccer and american sports is that there's so many different leagues um in, in soccer which you can think of i suppose as like different conferences and um you can think of the uefa champions league as like one season long playoff if you want to um but the uh difference is that because we don't have all eyes on one game every week or one or two or three games every week um there's only a few games where card prices will really skyrocket based on a single performance. And that generally comes in April, May in the finals of the Champions, the semifinals and finals of the Champions League and during international tournaments like the European Championships or the World Cup. Okay. So right now is a relatively slow time in the soccer market. Yes, because we, we just had a transfer window um, and the season's just starting. So there was a lot of activity around the transfer window. Like I'll give you an example, uh, a talented young French midfielder called Eduardo Camavinga. Uh, he was signed by Real Madrid um, from a team in France and he's a well-known rookie. He was in a lot of sets this year, 2020-21. Uh, and his car prices now will be doing some stuff based on his uh, progress at Real Madrid. But the business end of the season, as far as soccer is concerned, is really between Christmas and May. Okay. So here's what's interesting about Mbappe. So we only kind of comped out the one card that uh, I think Indy might even own this card. Uh, I don't know if he owns this particular. I don't know. He bought a nice Mbappe at the show at the National. But like his 2017 Topps Chrome UEFA rookie is yeah. up like 25 to 30% over the past three days. Is that because you th think there's a connection because he's staying? It's going to be him, Neymar, Messi, this ultimate line? Is that kind of why we're seeing his stuff? Yeah, I think it's that. It's like he's made it clear he wants to go next season. So you're looking at him going to Real Madrid, who are a club with prestige, with history, you know, unlike PSG. And um, then you have the, the triumvirate of Messi, uh, Mbappe and Neymar, definitely. And I think Mbappe is is that next global superstar. And playing him with Messi brings eyes. It brings eyes that wouldn't have been there before. There are broadcast deals being signed for... Uh, the French league that were never there before around the world because people want to see Messi. You can't just not have Messi on TV, you know? Um, so there's going to be more eyes on PSG week in, week out, whereas before people would have only really seen Mbappe when he played in the Champions League or when he played for France. They might now watch him more often in the league and where he does very well in the French league because the domestic league is strong. Now, Mbappe, we, we talked about last time you were on, he kind of had like a little bit of a, a dip in pricing dip, yeah. because, yeah, uh, there was some mistakes made. Has that oh been overcome at this point? Like, are, are we seeing only incline or at least steady, or is there still like some fallout from that? Yeah, that that dip came came back up. That the actual whole soccer market rec recovered well from that dip. It turned out it was literally just it was the few weeks after the season had ended, and people were just kind of you know not watching any any soccer, so it just wasn't really uh, kicking off. And Mbappe's price is starting to go back up. I will say, if Mbappe goes to Real Madrid, which I think he will next season, if he doesn't stay at PSG. I think the big beneficiary is his first sticker, which is uh, the season before the Topps Chrome. And it's in, it's in the, the uniform kit of a different team, which is Monaco. And I also think the 2018 World Cup Prism uh, sees a bump. Because if Mbappe goes from PSG to Real Madrid, all of a sudden PSG are just the second team he played for. 
So they're mm-hmm. not his rookie team. I oh, okay. Currently. So I think PSG stuff may take a bit of a dip and the France, the early France stuff, the 2018 prism and the true rookie, which is the Monaco Panini foot sticker. I think they'll see uh, a bump. And that sticker is a 2016 Monaco card. So we said, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a dual sticker. It's him and some other guy. So I have one other question. It, the Bundesliga NFT thing. Are you familiar with this at all? Is this popular? I mean, like, I know Mike, you know, Mike's not a big NFT guy. There are definitely a, there's definitely an audience for it. But when it comes to soccer and NFT, it's something that's a little hard to talk uh, with any kind of knowledge on our show. So maybe you could touch on it. Yeah, well, we were talking about it on on our podcast and neither one of us, me nor, nor Enzo, had gone near it. And, okay. and we kind of just figured that that told everybody all they needed yeah. to know. It was a weird move from Tops to uh to do their first kind of soccer NFT using the Bundesliga license because they have got the UEFA license. They could have done the Champions League, um, which is a much stronger license. It has Messi, it has Ronaldo, it has Mbappe. You know, it has all... Because all you all had up, like, what, was Holland and maybe a yeah, couple Holland's others. Yeah, Holland's in it and Jude Bellingham and Gio Reyna, Robert Lewandowski. But after that, the Bundesliga name drops very quickly because ultimately, you know, of the 18 teams in the Bundesliga, 16 of them are just regional German teams who don't have a huge international following. So it was weird for Tops to to do that because, you know, I might be excited about, oh, it's a soccer NFT, oh, it's very exciting. But then it's like, ultimately, 98 of the 100 players in the league are on the checklist. I have no interest in owning. Yeah. so Missing the star power. I could kind of tell, like, when I went, because, I like, someone asked us to check it out, and it was, like, almost a week after it had launched, and there were still, like, packs available to be purchased. Yeah online i was like that doesn't bode well if it's not like all sold out at this point so i am very curious to see what happens with soccer products in general uh, obviously not in the next year or two but after that i wonder if tops really makes a big push in the soccer field if panini really goes strong in there because they're losing the other licenses i am very interested to see how that happens and what distribution looks like over there i know you said like it's hard to get product i mean yeah. fanatic ships everywhere all the time I- i'm very interested how that landscape changes in the next few years yeah, I was actually, we were just speculating the other day that maybe what ends up happening is because obviously Fanatics are taking all the American sports licenses, maybe either Panini or Tops or whoever can stave off a takeover, maybe what they do is consolidate all the soccer licenses under one roof and it's just like Fanatics and the soccer company. Right. And that's the only way you can survive. I also wonder about like F1 though. Like F1's becoming big. Huge. Although I'm, I don't, it's, it's such a small you know, there's only so many drivers, so I don't know how much you can do with it. But I do think it's a sustainable product. And UFC is the other one that's we've seen the market get got proved really strong this year. So, but soccer was the first thing I heard people asking, like, what what happens there? Do they make a big push? So, I'm interested. Yeah. How do you feel about Mac Jones over Cam Newton? <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> exactly. There's 34 quarterbacks better than Cam Newton in the league. Are you are you guy. kidding me? <laughs> That's that is pure outrage right there. Um, <laughs> Jason, he's fired up about the the fact that Jason knows more about this story than Jess. That's I, Jesse's I doing knew great. about it. I oh man. Any last question? Any big uh, releases coming up? You're excited about, or is it kind of a slow release period for for soccer right now? Uh, it's quiet enough at the moment. Um, I did hear a rumor that we would have a couple of uh, special Tops Chrome, like uh, we had one for a team in Spain called Real Sociedad, uh, which is like a special like curated set. 
um, on card always, which are very rare in soccer. And we had one for Borussia Dortmund last year, or yeah, last year. So I would be thinking maybe we'll have another one of those. I'm not sure though. Um, but yeah, also, oh, MLS Chrome uh, came out. There was MLS Chrome, and there's a couple of good rookies in MLS Chrome. Uh, I believe Paxton Aronson, who is the younger brother of Brendan Aronson, who soccer fans might know. And uh, Caden Clark, I believe, is a rookie in that as well. So MLS Chrome could be good if you could pick it up for around $100. Nice. Well, there you go. Wealth of information as usual. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, lads. Good to see you. What are you having for dinner? Uh, I'm having some salmon. I thought he was going to say bangers and mash. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. I was so excited for bangers and mash. Anyways. Appreciate right. it. Appreciate the soccer knowledge, buddy. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. See you later, guys. All right, Thanks, man. man. Catch you later. That is Jason Flynn from Soccer Cards United. Soon to be brought to you by Spotify, it sounds like. Brought to you by Spotify, Do we get a yep. transfer fee? What's I our transfer fee? I think there's some thing? kind of referral thing. Yeah, there's a referral I don't need $200 program. million. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, you can take away two zeros. I'm not going to say no to it. Two so, hundred. Oh, that's like, it. I don't want to talk at all about soccer. I'm not, <laughs> after that kid, I'm not saying anything now. Like, he covered it. In sync, though, does he know who Justin Timberlake is? He didn't does he cover not know that Justin? at all. That was embarrassing on his part. I have one carryover thing, but I want to hear what you have to say because I respect you. All I have, we were going to do like a little straight facts only. There wasn't much, but just in case anybody was still wondering, A-Rod is not going after Puni. They have officially pulled out of any kind of talks uh, officially. So anybody who's wondering, uh, I don't know if Puni is getting bought out, but it's not going to be by A-Rod. Better not be. There you so. go. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I, yeah, not not a, I said that because I'm not paying attention. It's not that interesting. Like you said, it's kind of a <laughs> foredrawn conclusion. Foregone? I don't know because I feel like I feel like if anything, I don't know if A Rod ever had like the the money for Panini. I think at this point, with Panini getting all of their big names pulled out, this is the only chance they probably had to buy out Panini. But why aren't you answering the question though? Is it foregone or foredrawn? Foregone. Foregone conclusion. Okay, that's what I said. Lee, that's why I need help, man. I'm sorry. All right, I do want to hit this real fast. I've blown this off two shows in a row now. Matt Beckham, Ryan Olsen, Zach Hicks. A bunch of other guys sending stuff too. These were the three guys. A couple weeks ago, we said, hey, we want players. Who are you interested in? So I don't remember who picked what player, but I did a little research. Um, one guy said, hey, what OJ Simpson long-term. OJ Simpson's a very interesting character. I mean, almost everybody knows the name OJ Simpson, and most not for sporting reasons. But you can get his 1970 PSA 7 rookie for about $350. Again, it's vintage football. You know, when does that market, you know, really take off? I don't know. Um, but, you know, if you're an OJ fan, historically, he's pretty cheap for what if most... If you're an OJ fan. <laughs> ah, sorry. Orange juice and the juice. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you're going to get hurt. His PSA 8s were about $1,000, a little under. I mean, relatively speaking, pretty cheap. You know, the whole history with him, though, is such a weird thing. I just don't know how that's viewed in the future. I have no clue. So... Personally, I'm not buying OJ cards because I don't have any idea what that market looks like in 10, 20 years. Um, but he is an all-time great running back, so if you want to focus on that and, and buy him, I, you know, I don't, I don't fault you. The other two guys, though, Alex Rodriguez and hey, Barry Ron. Bonds. Let me hit Bonds first. Um, Bonds has a couple. I mean, obviously, he has like his Tiffany and the, the short-printed rookies, which are crazy, crazy money. But there were a couple other ones that stuck out to me. If I get my screen to work here. 1986 Tops Traded. Pirates uniform. To me, this is his most iconic rookie. This was the most well-known rookie that I had. I've, I've owned this card. I remember seeing it as a kid. 
Um, it's going for about 350 to 375 right now. Population is 4,700. Huge pop. I'm actually surprised that that card has that high of a population in a PSA 10. Um, all-time highs, though, you're talking back in March, it was over, not all-time, but back in March, $700, multiple sales over six, six to seven. So right now at half that, I don't hate it. And if you're a Bonds guy, I think you have a couple huge moments coming up for Bonds. I think eventually the guy gets in the Hall of Fame. I think most people would argue, myself included, he is the greatest baseball player of all time, as as well as one of the most hated. Yeah, I thought the whole thing with Barry Bonds is like he was like using Steroids. performance and having, yeah. Mm -hmm. So and, and I think most people, well, I, I don't know about most, a lot of people feel like I do. Everybody used that. Everybody Eventually, did, yeah. you just let everybody in who was great. Um, and if that's the case, Bonds has seven MVPs, I believe. I mean, I, at some point the guy gets in, I, I think his perception with the media is horrible and has always held him down as well, which is a lot of that is his fault. Um, but anyways, that card's interesting and you're not going to break the bank 375. Here's another card. It's the second year, 1987. This is like the wood grain card. I've always loved this card. Um, uh, not a rookie, but a second year tops, actual tops too, not tops traded. Uh, so 1987 population of 1444. Selling for about 200 to 220 bucks. That is about a third of what it peaked out at. Little less than a third. Peaked out at about 575, 500, 572 in that range. I like that card too. I, I think that is an underrated card of his. Um, and then the last one is his 1986 uh, Don Russ rookie, the rookies card, PSA 10. This one is interesting to me. Although people don't love Don Russ as much as they like Tops old school. There's a couple of factors. First of all, this sells for less than half of what the tops traded sells for. So 170 as opposed to 350. And the population is about a third, 1,534. Card peaked out over 500 bucks. If you're looking for bond stuff, it is a point being, if you're looking for bond stuff, I would not buy this to short flip. I don't know when that happens or why it would happen aside from Hall of Fame. But I think bonds has plenty of fans. If you're looking for a bonds rookie to just store away, you're a collector, you've always wanted one. Great time to buy because it's clearly past the bubble. He has clearly bottomed out and is almost starting to tick up again a little bit. So I like Bonds for that reason. Do you remember Barry Bonds? I remember Barry Bonds from The Simpsons, and he always had like a giant head because he was using steroids. It was a <laughs> it was a very funny joke. Uh, that's that's about the extent of my knowledge of Barry Bonds. Never seen a full episode of The Simpsons. Are no. you kidding me? Oh, didn't my goodness. Didn't have cable growing up. Wasn't allowed to watch it even if I did. So First 10 or 11 seasons, you could ask me literally anything and I would get it right. Is that After still that, on? Yeah. It's like 30, like 30. seasons. Yeah. Oh my. It's insane. Didn't they predict that the Cubs were going to win the World Series? They predicted so Donald many things. Trump? Including Trump. Trump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That it's kind of insane. Guys, let's have a Simpsons-based episode. Mike, you're out. You, you wouldn't be able to be involved. You can use NSYNC lyrics while we do it. I'll be gone. <laughs> I'm starting to repeat the end. There's not a lot to go on. Here. There's, yeah, you uh, guys, it. email the show. Bands for next next, <laughs> next show parody. <laughs> um, A-Rod's the next one. A-Rod, to me, has one very clearly defined rookie. His 1994 SP. Um, not that The die cut's awesome, too, which is a lot more expensive. Here's a card to me. I think, again, I actually think Alex Rodriguez will be the first of the, of the steroid guys to get in. Um, Great player, anyways, top 10, top five, whatever you want to say. Unbelievable stats, but a great rapport with the media now. Very involved with the game. Very likable, has really done a lot to repair the image. I could see him being the first guy put in, and then we see the floodgates open, and they just let people in. 
I would I would buy this card right. I'm not buying Barry Bonds cards. I hated him. I couldn't stand him as a player. Um, I would buy this card right now if I could find it in this range. Five fifty to five hundred and seventy five dollars for a PSA nine. Population is call it sixteen hundred. Topped out at about sixteen hundred dollars, twelve hundred, sixteen hundred dollars. It's now selling under six. I just think again, if you're a guy who liked A Rod, A Rod was my favorite player growing up for a long time. Even even more than Griffey until he left Seattle. Then Griffey kind of took that, but. Uh, I loved watching A-Rod as a kid. I played shortstop. I just, yeah, A-Rod was the guy for me. So I would buy this card and 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 vault it. It's not a huge money card. I don't even know what the PSA 10 does either. Which feel, which one was it? 1994 SP. Upper it's card number 15. No, no, uh, the upper deck's a cheap card. Oh, um, okay. Here's what's interesting. I just said I don't know what the PSA 10. PSA 10 has a population of 60. Highest sales were about $30,000. Now it's selling for about $13,000. I, I mean, it's a huge budget. Um, I just think it's a great card. The PSA 9 I like because it's very affordable. The PSA 8, even cheaper in the low uh, hundreds. So um, I like A-Rod. Same as Bonds. If that's your guy and you want to throw one in the box, hey, one of the greatest guys I've seen collect, I've seen play, I want to have one in the collection. Great time to buy for that reason. I don't own any of these. I owned a BGS 8 and sold it about two months ago. So no pump and dump. I don't own any, but I would buy it for that price. But overall, you think that these guys all are going to get some kind of bump from possible like a, a Hall of Fame? I think at some point they get in the Hall. And, and even if they don't, it doesn't change the fact that these are two of the greatest players of all time. So, you know, regardless. Of, and the fact that A-Rod is so relevant. I also like A-Rod from that point. He is so much more visible and relevant than Bonds is. So I do like that. Well, there you go. Anything else? Ben Simmons is demanding a trade from the 76ers. That's interesting. I thought his values would do well if he stayed because that's a top two, three team in the East again. He gets traded. I don't know. I mean, all this depends where he goes. So Brian Windhorst uh, kind of gave all that story this morning, I think, yesterday or today, demanding a trade. So keep your eye on that situation. And Wander Franco is on fire. Wander Franco was killing it again, playing really well. He came out super high when he came up, hit like garbage you know, after his home run the first game, hit like garbage for about two, three weeks. He has done very well the past couple weeks, and his pricing is reflecting that. So I wonder if I have any Wanda Franco. Uh, I'm looking at my NFT collection. Sure. I mean, those things are actually still selling. It's kind of surprising. Oh, I have a couple of the quick notes. I had the we got the email from Christina over at Card Ladder. You know, lately there's been a lot of this talk about price comparisons and different things um, between the grading companies. I don't want to spend a ton of time. Um, but in particular, people are like, how is it HGA is outselling SGC? And there was this graph oh, yeah. going around. Let me just say this as plain as day. An HGA 9.5 is a gem mint grade from them. The same as a Beckett 9.5 is a gem mint. For SGC and PSA, a gem mint is a 10. So it is not comparable. And quite frankly, it's not responsible to post this crap either that an HGA 9.5 is outselling an SGC 9.5. It should. It's a higher grade. However, Christina went ahead and vetted the sales. She found a couple just very... I'm just going to rattle through this real quick. This is all numbers crap. So HGA 9.5 versus SGC 10. By the way, full disclaimer, if you like the look of the custom labels at HGA, use them. If you like CS, use whoever you want. You know, SGC pays us quite a bit of money because that's who we roll with. On our other socials, that's who they're all sponsored by. I like SGC personally. It makes the most sense to me. I trust the process. However, use whoever you want. I just don't like seeing people's... Uh, I don't like seeing people use numbers to prove a point. If you just like something 
your opinion is as valuable as anybody's. Go with whatever you want, but it should not cloud your judgment based on resale value. Wait, wait, wait. Here, you don't, I, we need to clarify that statement. You don't like when num, you, people use numbers to prove a point or you don't like it like when they're inaccurate numbers. Three words, buy, buy, buy. <laughs> BYU, you not cannot BYU. pawn off NSYNC lyrics to quiet me down. I need answers. Okay, let me make it much more clear. If you like a company, don't twist numbers to show why that company is more valid in resale. Just say you personally like the company and that's all I grade with. I saw two charts going around last week from some social people who have a pretty big following. And again, it was all the same thing. HGA95 versus SGC. It's not a reasonable comparison. So just to give you some accurate numbers, she broke down four or five cards. Joe Burrow, base optic rookie, the past 90 days. The other interesting thing here is the amount of sales. HGA has sold three nine fives on eBay for an average of 7201 to have been 11 SGC sales for an average of 110 and 50 cents. Clear distinction. That's not a knock on HGA or propping up SGC. By the way, I didn't include PSA in this. PSA sells higher than SGC across the board. No one will ever argue that, whether they're paid by them or not. It's not a reasonable argument. Um, Don Russell, a mellow ball rookie. Now, this one's a little bit closer. 39 HGA sales, way more sales, which is nice. Uh, average sale of just under 60, 77 SGC sales, $65. Pretty even there. Grading cost is a little cheap with it, with SGC and you get them back a little faster. Maybe that leads you in that direction. Maybe you want to go the other way because you like the labels of HGA. Fine. Uh, Bowman Chrome, Wander Prospect, his first Chrome card, dead even. Six sales compared to 14, but they were about 85 bucks a piece. Dead even there. Um, Where's the other one? Shohei Otani. Now, this one was quite a bit skewed. The 2018 Bowman Chrome, his his first Chrome rookie card, the batting stance. Seven HGA sales at $470. SGC had 16 at $650. See, that is a huge distinction. You know, so again, sometimes these graphics get taken out of context. Um, yeah, the one was going around about the Luca. A Luca 9.5 sold for $510 compared to SGC 9.5. Well, there has been one HGA 95 Luca that has sold on eBay up to yesterday. One. And there were two bids. So demand also should play a part in this. It is obviously going to be a tougher sell right now. I'm not saying HGA is not doing well and is not going to keep growing. They are. Uh, we saw a stat in the group from Jorge. I believe they graded 38,000 cards in the month of August. Awesome. But just because a company is on the rise doesn't mean we need to start making these comparisons. It's not reasonable. And quite frankly, you're not doing anybody any favors doing this, in my opinion. Um, so that's kind of where I was at. That same Luca, though, there's been 16 SGC 10s that have sold, and they average over, six, uh, over well, they average, I would say, about $600. Again, 16 sales compared to one, 10 to 20% higher sale. My whole point in saying this is, I am a big fan. Almost everybody now has different sponsorships. They're being paid by different people. We are. If you ever want to know who we're paid for by, aside from Spotify, the podcast is a separate entity. But on our other socials, when we post these graphs, these charts, all these things, if you ever want to know who we're sponsored and paid by, go to our website. You'll see them all right there. Plain as day. Shoot us an email. I'm happy to tell you exactly who pays us. I have no issue. But just because you are endorsed by somebody does not mean you can then twist the numbers and the narrative. Me and Jesse are not going to sit up here and tell you SGC is the only grading company to use or the best grading company to use in terms of resale value. They're not. Now, that's the only grading company that pays me any money. 
doesn't mean that they are the only company I use. I just feel like you have to be, there's a bit of, I'm not trying to be the white knight idiot here either, but I do think there comes some responsibility when you're given a platform, this or anywhere else, if you're going to endorse certain companies because they endorse you, I think you have to be very strict on the narrative you push because you do have sway. There are so many more people in the hobby now that have influence. Um, I just, there has to be merit to the argument. So it's not a shot at anybody in particular. Did you want to name names or? No, I I honestly don't because this happened a lot last week. There was like three or four of these. And I just thought, yeah, it doesn't. And some of these guys I like. I have no problem saying that. Um, They're wrong in this instance. If If you're using, you know, arguments like this and portraying facts, there has to be merit there. But I mean, I think bottom line is they they were comparing grades that weren't accurate to each other. Like mm-hmm. they were, and, they and were comparing. Leaving, sure. And leaving out big pieces of it, though. One sale of a card. Well, that card had a custom label. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know people who pay a lot of money for HGA custom labels. They look, by the way, HGA custom labels look phenomenal. Oh, I think they're awesome. I had a Larry Bird. They look great. Doesn't mean I am personally using them, but I see the appeal of other people using them. I, I think it's important to know why are people saying what they're saying and who's paying them to say that. I think it's very important. All right, mailbag, we're done. Oh, last, very last thing. You're going to love this. <laughs> you are going to love this. I am? I am putting up the bat signal. I do this a lot. Like, hey, I want a Jim Brown rookie. I want this. A lot of this stuff is things I can find on my own. I just, you know, I'm lazy. The whole water thing. I was in some clubhouse rooms mm-hmm. um, talking to a bunch of video game guys. First of all, I was very surprised to see a lot of reasonable video game people. They kind of like WADA. They think the story was embellished quite a bit. I still don't like the fact that the guy was involved with the company and the um, the auction house. I think that's bullcrap. I won't change on that. And and I'm not saying I overly... I also like that, that WADA is now owned by Collector's Universe and they have cleaned house. I, I do like that. However, got me going down this whole rabbit hole of like video games. Is this going to be a bubble? Are we going to see some, some spikes in value? I didn't know this existed. I never owned Sega Genesis. 1992, Sega Genesis, Jordan vs. Bird. I want this. I want That's this game. game. What I would you do this. with that game? It would go right on the shelf. I want it graded. It has oh, okay. to be graded. I want it graded hard. I was told too, CIB means, uh, whoops, Compl- uh, complete <laughs> inbox. However, you don't want that. You can. That's fine too. But the step up from that is sealed. I oh, want a yeah. sealed copy of this game graded. Do you have I any will, idea what it's going for? Higher grades are going for thousands and thousands. I just want a nice copy. It could be a mid-level grade. I don't care. It could be a CIB, not sealed, as long as it's a high grade. Um, I want to find one. There's one on, on eBay right now that's $2,000 for a 9.6. I was told that's a little steep. And that's not sealed. That's just complete in box. I want that game. I think it's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> so... Um, but I think we're going to be on the lookout. I'm already looking right now. I'm putting up the bat signal. One of you All video right. game people. You you could probably buy the game and then get it graded. Take a uh, breath, bro. That's another option. Okay. There's no strings attached. I just want the game. That's the last one. We're good. Email band titles. Jesse's choking to death. He's been muting himself, though. Man, I, I really wish I could get over this cough. Um, I am so ready for mailbag. I feel like there was so much to unpack in your little uh, thing just a few minutes ago that I got lost and now now I'm finding my way back. All right. Mailbag, Bam Nuju from the Facebook. Bam, thank you for starting us off. Is now the best time to buy basketball. 
I've noticed how low Durant and Kyrie have gotten, even compared to pre-COVID. So I'm scooping them up. What do you think for BAM? Yeah, not a bad time to buy. I mean, quite a few. Obviously, it's very player select. You know, check and see what guys are selling for. I got I got crushed on Durant. Durant was one of my first buys. I got absolutely murdered on him because I bought heavy and I bought high. Um, yeah, if, if you see certain stars, I would say the same thing. Like kind of what I'm doing with Tua right now. I would tell you buy non-base high-graded stuff. So it's a little bit more limited. It doesn't have the the bad uh, the bad optics of base right now. But yeah, I think it's a good time to buy in the offseason. We've seen prices drop. Okay. Next next question, please, from Jesse on the Facebook. Jeremy Coleman. Yo, longtime listener, first time caller. Did he say yo? He did. I'm reading word this for is word, a radio, baby. This is a radio talk radio. I like that. Long time, this is first like time. Almost XM radio quality. I mean, almost. You just go long time, short time. Long time, first time. That's all you got to say there, Jay. It's if you biz. ever correct me again. Uh, long time <laughs> listener, first time caller. Do you think the added exposure of this year's Bowman Tops Pro debut or just deeper prospects in general will carry over into Bowman Chrome, which releases in a few weeks? If so, does Sterling get a little more love this year value-wise? I don't like Sterling, and I never will. Uh, oh. Bowman Chrome is interesting. It may be, but Bowman Chrome is going to be a 1,000% based on the checklist, like all Bowman products. It's coming out very, very high. It better have a very legit checklist to sustain the prices. Okay. Um, let's, let's move on to the next question. Baby, John- bye, bye, <laughs> bye-bye. John C. Laureati. Loaded question. I'm looking to be a breaker. I already answered this in the thread. See yeah. the first reply you know, to me. Do you know how many people saw that? Only him. Now uh, the audience sees it. Uh, okay. He wants to be a breaker. How do I build it? I would say find a platform you have a good community on and build it. Build a community. Pick one platform and build it there to start and then branch off. Sometimes people get in the habit in breaking. It's different. If you're trying to launch a podcast, put your stuff everywhere because somebody random is going to see it somewhere like they did with us. With breaking, focus on one platform, build trust, do well, be entertaining, and then start to branch off. Christopher Butcher wants to know, in order, who are the three biggest donkeys in the hobby? I don't want to do this. I, <laughs> I know. Been, I was wondering how you're going to yeah, respond to I've that. I've been really trying to be Pete. I mean, you're so this way, if you don't know who's number one on my list, you don't listen to the show. <laughs> so, And you know what? I would hope to be number one on his list. So that's it. That would be nice. I hope I am. I hope he thinks I'm the biggest clown going. Good. You know, I like a good rivalry. I don't Clean. think I have anybody else right now that I'm like. That you're secretly enemies with. Who are you in a who are you yelling at in your clubhouse groups late at night? Anybody? No, but that's a great I actually get leads to a lot of stories and content in there. But enemies, I don't really have. And you know what's nice? No one really cares about us in the hobby content. Like, it's not like I hear. Like the Mojo guys made like a comment about us not being number one. What did they say? They said something about not being number one. It was a joke, though. And it was like, okay, cool. They're in on the joke. Oh, I mean, I would I would then. He also messaged me. He seemed like a very nice guy. Conversely, I mean, if we're going to talk about actual numbers, I don't. (laughs) You could be number one on Johnny's list anywhere you want. If we're going to talk about actual ratings, I would say check the the, check the charts for sports, which is a massive you will see us there. I would. I don't think you'll see any other sports card podcast there, or have ever been there. We've topped Ooh. the crack, cracked the top hundred. That's what I would say. But <laughs> I don't even dislike them. Asking. I no. I we get left alone, which is funny. I thought they would be way more of a target on us. 
the hobby, by and large, doesn't. You know what's going to help us get this, get into the hobby even more? Our newsletter. Quick segment here. Newsletter. Are you doing this later? I mean, yeah, we can do it now or later. I think it'll be people will be like, oh, I skipped over mailbag. I didn't know anything about. The We're going to keep going with mailbag, but we are launching a newsletter. It's launching next week. It's going to be on the website partially, but really we're going to focus on the newsletter and it's going to be it's not going to be recapping shows or stories me and Jesse talk about. This for is the most for kind part. of the sporting world in general. The newsletter, we have a couple of writers who are helping us out is going to be much more detail oriented and much more of a deep dive on hobby related items. There it's you free go. to sign up for. I'm going to give away money to everybody who subscribes. Like there'll be giveaways for all, that all subscribers will be entered into. So it's free and you might win something and you could read some cool stuff. So we're not saving it to the end. We're doing yeah, it right do now. Do it right now. Okay. So go go to the website, sportscardsnonsense.com. There's a link, Hobby News. Once you're at Hobby News, you can't miss it. There's a section to subscribe to the newsletter. Bam! We are There's, closing on 3,800 again, by the way. ETH has got a notification. Oh, um, I'm I'm so. I think I the newsletter is going to be cool. It's going to be some cool features as well. Like we'll have a main story, but like the one thing I said would be awesome, which I've already got a bunch of stories signed up. It's like this kids' corner. Got to come up with a better name, but like <laughs> it's a cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like my kid, little kid lover from the office. Oh, that's uh, thank you for saying in the office. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you can't leave that hanging. Um, yes. So like guys who have had like awesome experiences with their kids. Hey, my son went to a, a shop and ripped this and pulled a crazy car. Whatever. There'll be different stuff. But there'll also be some factual, some analytical stuff. The newsletter is going to be a cool thing. It's going to help us expand our reach and brand. And there's going to be a crossword puzzle. <laughs> That's not true. There may not. Well, maybe there will be. There's going to be some hidden in sync <laughs> lyrics. Put the lyrics together. You have a song. Sing the song out loud. A leprechaun will Rec- appear. If you record it, you get money. That's a fact. If you find a leprechaun, you better call the show. <laughs> we got to do more stuff like record yourself doing this and we'll enter you into a prize. I want to do that. All right. Um, I'll be. I want to. Next. Enter. I'm in. Next. Jake Dillick. Positive and negative speculation, please. How could the Fanatics deal impact local card shops? Ooh, I don't know about positive. Okay, positive. They cut out distributors and say, hey, we're, we're cutting out the middleman there, but we still want to be very interactive with our card shops. We're going to give you direct pipelines. Oh, positive. Okay. We're going to keep lines in place with distribution. You'll keep getting what you get. Um, negative. We're going to sell everything to the public. Get in line. Yeah, that's that was my negative. Yeah. Next question, please. When you are ready. Um, Brian Shom. This will probably be controversial. He starts out. No, <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. How tall is Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't really stand much. So usually like four right, and move, a half move. foot tall. Discuss. Save, save it for the show. <laughs> I love. Here's the thing. People probably don't realize we say that to each other all, all the, time, the time. Just in a conversation. Just save it for the show. Jesse started talking about something stupid the other day. I was like, save for the show. I couldn't even finish the conversation. All right. We have fun. Discuss <laughs> due to injury, decline, pop count, and emergence of Otani, whether or not the 2011 Mike Trout update, which is around 2000 plus, is an overinflated card, and if other base cards in general like it are due to massively correct. Well, they have massively corrected. I mean, that card is like... First of all, PSA 10 of that card is closer to three, not 2,000, but it had jumped up to 8,000. A lot of, and a lot of the base has massively corrected. Otani base has massively corrected. It's not controversial, actually. That's a very good question. Um, yeah, but if Trout, when Trout comes back, he is still going to maintain his value. I think his value now is maintainable. 
Yeah. Is that a word? Maintainable? Yeah. You're doing great, bud. Okay. Your English yeah. is so good. So, yeah, I mean, but the, I think the overall um, drop on base across the board, across all sports, even like with soccer, like Jason was saying, I think we've seen the worst of that. Now we're seeing, okay, because you know something else interesting from Jorge's PSA report, the two most graded cards this past week or this past month, I forget which, I think it was week actually, um, PSA 10, John Morant, PSA 10, Zion, both over 500 more added. So, yeah, Whoa. base is taking a hit, but that's the reason supply is starting to outgrow demand for sure. Okay. Uh, thoughts? My, Mitch, Mitch, sorry, I almost missed you there, Mitch. Mitch Acklum. Acklum. Yeah, good thing you didn't miss his name. We just butchered it. <laughs> it's, it's just, nobody has a Smith Mitch, name. It's Mitch hard. gets it. Uh, thoughts on Otani and how long you think he can continue to be a two-way player at a high level? Um, a few years, hopefully barring injury. I think you could, I mean, he's 26, 27. Yeah. If he stays healthy, you could get another few years. And eventually when he starts getting older, one of two things, either they'll DH him and take him off the, I mean, I can't imagine you just, he just stops hitting. I think you could mm -hmm. hit longer than you could, but maybe not, you know, some of these pitchers, although he is kind of a power pitcher. I mean, I think he has at least, I would hope five to seven more years minimum. I would hope five to seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you, Zach Dillick? Oh, wait. Dillick, did you get two questions in here, bro? There was a Jake Dillick. Is there a oh, Zach? Oh, there, this is, there, we got double Dillick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, Zach yes. Dillick wants to know Do you really think that downtowns and kabooms will not hold their value over time? Yeah, because they're getting pumped up all over the place right now. They're not going to hold the current values right now. That's another example. Everybody telling you they're the greatest insert of all time. Go buy that card at the value it's at right now and see what happens in a year. I would be terrified. If you have the card, it's different. But I would not be actively going out to try to buy those cards right now. I think there's a lot more in production than we think. And again, people are telling you they're cool and they're awesome. I'm good. I'll stay away. I don't think you can say, though, like if you have that card, you're good. Because like if you're telling people not to buy it, then how are people going to sell it? Because I would say if you have the card, you're good in this sense. If you just have it because you loved it, you probably got in before this boom is what I'm, th I'm talking. I see what you're saying. In that case, I don't mind you owning the card. You know, like my Larry Bird card at one point, my PSA rookie was worth 12. I think they topped out at 12,000. I bought it for $800. I can only sell it for 8,500 right now. I missed the window on the super high sale, but when I went up to 12,000, I was still like, oh, I'm good. I, I paid way less for it. It's sure. still in my collection. I think this is a similar thought with the kabooms, but I think you're going to see them crash at some point soon. Uh, by the way, we're like, we're pretty far over. How long do you want to go? Oh, How many more goodness. questions? Give to people. Give me a couple more. There was a lot of questions today. I feel bad. Plus, you've been coughing all show. Punishment. Most of the people don't know about those coughs. I've muted most of them. Uh, and Ronick does such a great job of editing. God, Ronick's so good. Love that guy. Sure. Brad Allen wants to know, do you think the upcoming King Richard movie featuring Will Smith will have any impact on the Williams sisters card value? The answer is no. I, would I, don't say. Even, I don't know what any of that is. No. So there's Next. a movie coming out about care. the. Sorry, I, we only got time for a couple more. Let's go. People want to know. Do? Um, you know, somebody. You did. answered it. You, you Brad wanted it. to know. You know what? Every time I have a question, you don't even want to hear me talk. You're this doing so good. It's so mean. Michael Cudmore. Is there any sort of correlation between fantasy football and the card market? When obscure guys pop off in fantasy, do we often see the same trend for their cards? This is a great question. Yeah, it's actually pretty fair. Yeah, a guy goes out of nowhere, rushes for 200 yards and three touchdowns. 
He's the most picked up guy in fantasy football league waiver wires, and he's his card values jump. A yeah, lot of that is hype based. I remember you saying before that it's not necessarily correlated because sometimes these guys will jump and it's not a QB and therefore like the running back or whatever the case, you know, doesn't get the same kind of love. Granted, Very we fair. see that's going up, but Very it doesn't fair. get the same kind of love. Very true. Yeah. So let me rephrase that. It is true for the super deep sleepers, like a sixth round running back who nobody expected to play comes in and has a monster game. His cards are trading so low they're going to spike. But like a say number a receiver ranked 20 to 30 in that range. I'm trying to think of who that would even be right now. Um, oh, I should have I should have picked something. The sports the guy on the Titans. Is that what the, you the guy? Yeah, say A.J. Brown. He's rated much higher than that. But like, if A.J. Brown goes off and explodes in fantasy, he's already somewhat respected in the hobby. There's not going to be as much of a peak for him in the hobby value just because of that. So if it's a very obscure obscure player, yes. More well-known players, it takes more than that. They will peak in, in fantasy before they would peak in card value. Um, Mike Quartrone. Uh, from a hobby perspective... Where would you now rank Mac Jones in comparison to the other four first round QBs? In terms of resale, number two. And in terms of what we're going to see on the field, I think you could argue he is going to be the best. I think he is going Whoa. to have, Ahead of Trevor Lawrence? Hang on. After week three, I think he will be... Again, I'm very optimistic, which I usually am not. And I own his card. Yes, it's a pump and dump. I think he's going to be 3-0. and I think he's going to I think Trevor Lawrence is going to get beat up his rookie year. Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. I'm not arguing that point. He is in a much better position than him. He's in a much better position than Justin Fields. Trey Lance is in as just as good a spot in Frisco, but I don't know when we're going to see Trey Lance. Um, Zach Wilson, same thing. Zach might be a better quarterback. The Jets are a pathetic team. So I think Mac Jones has potential to be the number one guy because of the team he's on. And I think is, but I don't know that it, even that is going to help him. So in terms of resale, I think Trevor is going to be king all year. But in terms of on field, I think you're going to see Mac Jones be very good. And I think Mac Jones will be number two in resale. Uh, Carrie Garlock wants to know. Is that a as, man or a woman? I don't know. I don't see gender. Uh, as, collecting gro- as collecting grows, is there going to be space for women's sports to be an investment? So it's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. They, WNBA Prism's coming out. They're doing WNBA Top Shot. I hope so. I think it's growing in popularity from everything I keep seeing. And here's what I would say. Will it grow in popularity? Probably. Are some people just never going to have interest in it? That's also probably the reality of the situation. I don't see myself going out and buying W. But I don't, I don't watch the WNBA. I'm not going to go out and buy the cards. That's just no. not how I, how I operate my collecting side of things. But I think a lot of, I think a number of people, how many that is, I don't know, yeah, are starting to adopt WNBA. You know, again, Prism was was really good last year. I think it'll be very good again this year. Um, women's soccer cards sell really well. We saw a spike in women's tennis players, uh, tennis cards for, for a, a moment in time there. So I think there's room for it. Uh, when does it happen and on what scale? I don't know. Here's a couple questions I have real quick okay. for you from Jacob Kunkel. Kununkle. Oh, Jacob? Yeah, let's hear it. Is a Pop-Tart considered a ravioli? <laughs> it's an actual question uh, yes there's sweet and savory raviolis why can't that be a sweet ravioli absolutely yes go okay Mike <laughs> and Jesse going to a card show in Phoenix this weekend how should I prep for trades and selling I have six cards I'm talking all about I, please start, that doesn't make any sense never mind moving on no no Here's no a, 
do the one thing that you didn't do in pre lookup pricing. Yeah, just just save some time. Jeremy, be very prepared with how yeah for your values. I thought this was another question from Bernie. I can't pronounce your last name. Pasquantino. <laughs> oh, so all of a sudden it's so easy over there. What's what a I decent thought. yearly profit margin for someone getting into the business of buying individual cards and reselling them for profit? You go 20, 15, what? 15, 20% is typically what you shoot for? Yeah, it's a side hustle. For me, I, I like to be in the 15 to 20% all in. E- fees, shipping, I want to clear 15 to 20%. I think that's lower than most though. I think you got to say that too, because most people don't have access to like direct pipeline uh, to product. Because if you have direct, that's a little bit of a different story. Well, he's talking singles though, not, yeah. not wax. So yeah. Buying and flipping cards. Yeah, I would shoot for 20% all in. Um, we got a couple more that are actually for you. I like this. Oh, oh here's the deal though. Tim French, J-E-S-S-I. That is Ooh. not good, <laughs> Timmy. Timmy, not good. And then he even did a hashtag Jesse Gang, J-E-S-S-I. Tim, uh, let me tell you two things. It's J-E-S-S-E and it's the JG Mafia. So I love you, Tim. Thank you. I don't know if that's made you a target now for them. (laughs) For Jesse, are there cards, doesn't have to be sports related, that you're interested in picking up and why? Is there anything on your radar right now? I'm picking up a video game. Uh, Actually, there are a few cards. Uh, The whole Allen and Ginter thing was really cool, but I didn't. I really think they're like the sign. I, but I want some autos is my thing. Like, uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot of popularity uh, in the celebrity world of trading cards. But I think base is not necessarily going to uh, do all that great. I think you need to have autos. So that being said, anything sci-fi TV shows I'm in on, anything uh, just high profile uh, weirdos I'm in on as well. Are so. you a wrestling fan? Do you watch wrestling? I never got into it growing okay. up. Because yeah. we had a couple of questions about AEW. Uh, this is for Joe. I don't think either one of us watch or know about it. I've actually heard a lot of buzz about this product. So I think AEW Wrestling, when it comes out, if you can huh. get boxes early, I think we'll do well. And I got to take this last question and then we'll be done. Andrew Sleeth, was he the best man? No, he was in the wedding party. Luke was the best man at Russ's wedding. I was number two. I believe Andrew was number three. I could have the order wrong though. Oh, um, family I friend. Know, I, I didn't know they have another kid. He says, father about to have a baby. You said a great box to hold is, congrats on the baby, by the way. Thanks for rubbing that in. You guys with kids. <laughs> Jesse does it all the time. Yep, um, feels good. About to have a baby. You said to hold, a great box to hold is 21 football prism. Ooh, slight correction. I like 20, 20, not 21. I think 21 will be excellent as well, quarterback class. So either way, I like 20, I like 21. Is this prism draft? No. Pro uniform. So pro uniform for 2021 has not come out yet. It's also wicked expensive. Even last year's, I think, are like 1500 bucks a box. But I think they are excellent, excellent box. They're probably a little less than that. I think Prism from last year and this year will do really well. And I like Contenders. Contenders are way cheaper. I think 2020 Contenders is an excellent product. I still have cases of it in the attic. I would hold either one of those. I just liked how he ended his question. If so, I thought college uniform... Cards lose value once pro unis arrive. Correct. But his end line, what's the dealio? <laughs> I like that. Andrew's a nice guy anyway. You gave him Andrew, the dealio. Quite, quite frankly, I would do contenders or prism, and I would go for last year, not this year. Because I think you can get in a better price, and it has just as much upside. So, But I like this year's stuff too. Pro uniform, he makes a good point. Mailbag. Yeah, we had some good questions this week. I feel like we may go back to some of these on Monday. There were actually a number of these. I was like, you know, there's there's some good... Yeah, some good questions. I'll keep the ones I I picked out of there. Cool. 
I have nothing else to say. Um, That's the first. I want that Jordan Bird <laughs> video game. Somebody sell me that stinking thing. Do we have anything coming up that we're supposed to be talking about? Uh, just let's throw out the newsletter again. Newsletter. Go to the website in general for our cards. Uh, we had two questions this week, oh. too. Hey, can't find top loaders. ColumbiaHobby.com. It's on our website, but that's who we use. We use Columbia Hobby. I've known Steve for years. He has any type of supply you could need. Uh, pretty good pricing. So that's who we use. ColumbiaHobby.com. Anybody who's interested, we did an interview with the interviewer. John of Frankel. The HBO uh, Real Sports special. So if you guys want to check it out, it's on our YouTube. Please uh, check that out. And thank you, Ronick. We will not be here on Monday. Uh, we will dude. be. Spotify won't be. That's a Spotify problem. So me and you are just going to stare at each other over Zoom and we will record an episode on Tuesday. So Tuesday, Thursday. We should record week. Monday anyways. Get it done. <laughs> yeah. So next week, Tuesday, Thursday. And we'll do at least one live. That's kind of our goal. One to two lives, a YouTube thing, and then one to two lives on our Instagram live as well uh, during the week. So boom, bam. Guys, we did it. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Sure. I don't really care. <laughs> Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. Listen to anywhere you get your podcast. Make sure you check us out on all of our different socials. And if you have anything to say to the show, hit us up in the email, sportscardsnonsense at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Ronick, thank you for producing. Jesse, thank you for being here, I guess. And Jason, thank you for calling in from a different country. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>